This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, good morning from California, Heidi. I'm on from New York City, and I'm hoping today that people aren't going to be honking a lot because I don't know if you noticed last week, but there was a lot of honking outside. People were getting very upset in the streets of New York. This happens sometimes when you live where I live. Well, yeah, it's quite a, a thing to be in Manhattan, and Heidi and I are producing our TV show there, Grief Relief, in Manhattan at Manhattan Neighborhood Network. And uh, for those who live in the, is it all the New York City area, Heidi, or just Manhattan? It's all the boroughs. It's all five boroughs. Manhattan is not the only borough. No, I know we sometimes think we are. <laughs> but yes, if you live in Staten Island, Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Manhattan, the whole five boroughs, you can watch us, like my mom said, on Sunday night from 9 to 9.30 at 9 p.m. on Channel 56. So we hope you'll all tune into that. Well, Heidi, we've got a wonderful guest today. We've done some great things. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yes, I would love to, and I'm looking forward to the show. Um, our guest today is Jesse Roberts. Jesse is no stranger to grief and loss. He lost both of his parents before he graduated from high school. He was determined that he would not let his grief destroy him, but would use it to help others. He is the author of Katie the Ladybug, How to Explain Grief to a Child. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for having me on the show today. Oh, it's great to have you on, Jesse. And I love your book. You sent it to me. It is so darling, and it is so clear, and it's got all these darling little ladybugs on it, and it's explaining uh, grief and loss to the children, and it is so clear, and just these little comments. But before we talk uh, a little more about the book, tell us about your life and how you came to write this book. Okay, sure. I lost my mother when I was four years old, very unexpectedly. I lost my father when I was 16, and uh, those two losses have really shaped and molded my perspective on life more than anything, really given me a passion for helping other people and have really, writing the book was my way of making sense of the losses that I had experienced. And so it was kind of my way of finding meaning in those experiences in a way to uh, kind of make sense of everything that had taken place. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse, how did your mom die at four? When you were it was very unexpected. Um, actually, there is still no conclusion as far as that's concerned. Okay. Um, yeah, it was one of the, she was actually 35, very healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, went really to bed young. one night. Yeah, very young, and uh, didn't wake up the next morning. And uh, autopsies were performed, and medical exams, and everything. And uh, the conclusion was natural causes. Yeah. Okay, that's very scary, don't you think, Mom? I mean, here you are, four years old, and you find out that your mother has died in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that would be very scary for a four-year-old, and I know, and I know my mom can, can add to this, but I know in you that you say in your account that here you are, four years old, your mom has died in her sleep, and you're trying to make sense out of this, and your dad kind of spirals into alcoholism, so he can't. It sounds like he's not really there to be able to help you through your own grief process. Exactly, that's so true. That was one of the most difficult things in that journey was the fact that. Uh, no one in my family really knew how to approach the topic or how to deal with it themselves. And so I didn't really have anyone there to model the appropriate behavior for uh, healthy grieving. And so as a four-year-old, I'm struggling with, number one, where's my mom? And number two, you know, you know what's happened? And, uh, you know, why is my dad crying all the time? And, you know, what's happening to my family? And so 
trying to make sense of all that at the age of four is very difficult, especially when there wasn't very much education in our family about how to deal with such things. Now, did you have somebody there for you? Because you've done so well with your life, and sometimes we find that there was somebody around. Was there somebody there for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, that my family did the best they could as far as the whole grief and loss thing was concerned. You know, they tried to explain it. But it was actually when I was later in life, probably in middle school, that I really found solace in a good friend, actually a teacher friend of mine. He um, kind of took me under his wing and really just uh, worked with me and became a, a really close friend and mentor. And uh, his name was Alan Metcalf. And he and I became really good friends and he almost became kind of uh, a big brother figure to me. And so was able to kind of help me through that and got me involved with uh, community uh, with the church. And, you know, sometimes you hear the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, that was actually the case with me. I was raised more or less by my church and by the community uh, because my family didn't have the resources needed to do that. And so uh, I had a lot of people uh, from various walks of life who uh, stepped up to the plate and made sure that I had all the resources that I needed and made sure that I had everything I needed to kind of deal with these experiences. And so I was very blessed and very lucky to have those uh, later in life, for sure. Wow, that's that's really touching, isn't it, Heidi? Absolutely. And and it just shows, Mom, as we always say, the importance of having somebody else in your life because the reality is when a child has a loss, whether it be a sibling or a parent, it is a double loss. You lose not only that sibling or parent, but you lose, like Jesse said, the emotional availability of your parent or parents that are there. Because they're Absolutely. grieving. Yeah, so it says a lot to the folks out there. Um, if you've, you know, had a loss or, or and you are raising children, um, try to find uh, people, let people come into their life and, and be supportive. Because I think that's that's really important. And, and ask people, ask your neighbors and ask people to help you out. Because they will. And uh, it's important to get that community involved. I like that, Jesse, very much. Now, didn't you write your book um, when you were in high school? I did, actually. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, one of the requirements for graduation is that uh, students perform, or do a senior project. And involved in that senior project is a, a research paper, and you have to develop some type of product um, and do uh, a presentation in front of a board of judges, actually. And so for my research, I chose to research the psychological effects of losing a parent in uh, childhood or adolescence. And so it was kind of a passion of mine, and so I felt... Um, a way that maybe I could enjoy the project was to do research in something that I was interested in. And so did that, and as a product, I actually wrote Katie the Ladybug Explaining Emotions of Grief to a Child. And um, it was illustrated by someone that was in my high school class. She was an art student at the time. And uh, later, when we had publication, uh, had it published, there was um, the publisher's daughter actually did the illustrations. And so um, it all came out of a high school project, which is Pretty cool. Pretty cool story. It is. It's a wonderful story. It is amazing. And and how old were you when you wrote that? Was that before or after your father died? Because I know your father died when you were 16. That's right. I was 18 uh, when I wrote the children's book. So that was in the spring of 2007, actually. Now, how did you deal with your father's death after, you know, were, were you living with him and was he available? And I actually was not living with him at the time. Um, family dynamics kind of shifted uh, when I was in high school, actually when I was entering my freshman year. And there was some drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, you know, various types of abuse in the home. And so the Department of Social Services intervened and actually removed me from the home. I moved around a few times before settling with a family who attended the church that I was a part of. And so um, 
I actually settled with him right after my dad passed when I was 16. And so it was kind of a moving around different family members and with different friends and things for a couple of years before settling with them. And so they were, uh, they've been a tremendous blessing in my life. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, so that's kind of the way all that took place. But dealing with that, again, it's like I said, having that strong support system uh, was probably the most valuable tool. Um, you know, that in, in combination with my faith and uh, just, you know, a passion for making sense of um, the, the losses I've experienced and making meaning of that. Wow, Heidi, talk about the hero's journey. Heidi and I have, uh, you know, been talking about how people have the call, have these kind of experiences, and then they find a turning point, and then they actually become a hero. And Heidi and I are interested in having people accept that fact that they're a hero of their own journey. And I would certainly say you are, wouldn't you, Heidi? This is an amazing story, Jesse. You are Thank such you so an inspiration to me. I mean, you, I'm listening to the story, and I know my mom is, and just going, wow. You definitely show all of us out there, everybody, that although losses may define our lives, they in no way destroy our lives. And you have gone on to create, like you said, so much meaning. And like my mom said, become a hero in your own journey, and now you are impacting hundreds and hundreds of lives. And I know that I just read something about you that you raised, was it money or et cetera, to send a thousand books to Newtown? What is, what, then to send books to the elementary schools in Newtown? That's right. We actually did. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, My publishers and I, after we heard what had taken place in Newtown, um, really our hearts broke, as I'm sure everyone's did. And so um, I think at that point, everyone was wondering, you know, what can we do? What is something tangible we can do? Uh, because there's no way to take away the pain uh, or the emotional scars that, that took place uh, on that day. And so one of the things we decided we could do was uh, start a campaign to raise money to send copies of Katie the Ladybug to um, the children in Newtown. And so we raised money and actually ra- raised right over $7,000, uh, which covers the cost of sending over 700 books to the children of Newtown. And so um, we partnered with an organization up there who was going to distribute the books and have uh, sent a couple of hundred already. And given the nature of the crisis, they were, you know, obviously in crisis mode in the beginning. So we're kind of um, holding off before we send any more. Uh, but we're going to be sending the rest of those over the course of the next couple of months uh, just so that uh, they can have those as a resource there in Newtown after the tragedy took place. That's great. Well, let's talk about, uh, um, tap your uh, experience a little bit for our audience out there. What are some of the psychological aspects for kids who are lose a parent? Well, um, and one of the highlights of, of the children's book is the different emotions that they experience. And uh, so I, that's something I'd like to talk a little bit about. Um, none of the emotions that children experience psychologically um, really are magical. There's nothing magical about these emotions. It's just emotions that we've all experienced at some point or another. Uh, and the emotions that we've identified are sadness, anger, guilt, jealousy, anxiety, fear, and happiness. And um, so, you know, really it's just a matter of knowing how to approach those and knowing how to recognize those, uh, especially as a family member or friend in the community, being able to recognize those and know how to speak with children about uh, their feelings. And half the battle really is just being able to um, allow them to find someone that they can speak to about these things. Because if uh, I think we all know that if we hold these things in, they come out in uh, unhealthy ways later. And so really it's just a matter of being able to recognize what that child needs, recognize their reaction, and know how to respond. Um, and the beautiful thing about it is you don't always have to have the perfect response. And many times uh, silence or just presence, being able to be present with the child during 
their grief journey is more more important than anything, more valuable to them, uh, just to know that they have someone there. You know, and, and this book is so wonderful because they're these darling little ladybugs. I'm looking at it now, beautiful colors and those emotions that you're talking about. Well, I'll just give one example of Mindy. Mindy became jealous. She was the youngest of her siblings and no one paid any attention. She felt deserted and alone. And that's all there is on the page in that picture of Mindy. And it is so simple and so clear, those emotions. What a great thing to uh, show a child so they can identify him, don't you think, Hyde? It's powerful. And like you said, Mom, it doesn't. It's, there's not a lot of text. It's enough that the child can really understand and identify with what's going on in that picture and in that, on that page. And I honestly, this wouldn't be a bad book for a teenager <laughs> because because pe- people like a brief now. And, and uh, you know, just being able to identify your emotions, I think, is is really powerful, Jesse. Absolutely. Well, I've actually had a, um, a high school guidance counselor say that she has used it with high schoolers and that it was actually very effective, which I was surprised about because, uh, you know, that wasn't the intention behind writing it. But I was really pleasantly re- surprised to hear that... Uh, and there was a good response from that, so that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesse also keeps it in the metaphor. Kids and teens would rather talk about ladybugs and what's going on with those than, than talk about their own experiences, even though Absolutely. they're the same. Absolutely. That's so very true. So do you have any rituals that you like, any special things that you do to help people when they've had a loss? Um, one of the things, especially with children uh, in particular, um, I like to have them draw pictures. Uh, and again, kind of an art therapy perspective uh, with that, just being able to draw something or write it out and then talk about it. Uh, and, you know, that's very useful even with teens or adults, uh-huh. anybody. You know, anybody can sit down and draw. You don't have to be a, you know, a phenomenal artist to, uh, to kind of express your emotions on paper. So doing that or, or journaling or, um, you know, different things like that, or creating maybe scrapbooks, different things to, to remember your loved one in a healthy way. Um, so just ways to kind of um, get those emotions out. And a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, looking through those pictures and acknowledging the fact that there is a loss. You do miss that person, but remembering the good times that you've had with uh-huh. them. And then how about, I was thinking about your guy and sports and that kind of thing, you know, just shooting some hoops with somebody or or going for a run with them, or I don't know what kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for us, it was really just, um, it's like I said, we were both involved in the same church. He's actually the one who got me involved in the, the church that I attended at the time. And so uh, doing various youth group activities and, you know, going hiking or going on, you know, trips with the youth group, doing different things like that, or, um, uh, you know, just going out to eat from time to time and catching up on, you know, what things were going on or um, you know, even from time to time, it's like you said, going for a run or just going for a drive or, or something like that, uh, just to have that one-on-one time with someone that you knew cared. So that's That was the most valuable tool. You really. know what really comes up for me, Jesse, too, and for our audience out there, if you've had a loss and you're ready, reaching out to other people who've had a loss is an amazing thing because, Jesse, you're showing how much impact one person or a group of people can have on a life it, it's pretty it's pretty profound isn't it Heidi it is and now he's paying it forward yep now he's doing exactly what was done with him to somebody else absolutely yeah love. he's being of service now because somebody took him under their wing and cared about him and loved on him and believed in him and was there 
during all his life. Yep, and uh, I really think that is that end of the hero's journey, using your uh, what's happened to you to help other people. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for being on the show. And how can people get your book? And do you have a website? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's actually available at uh, actually on Amazon.com, Katie the Ladybug, Explaining Emotions of Grief to a Child, uh, or on www.apairofdocspublishing.com. Well, Jesse, thanks again for being on the show and for all the good you're doing in the world. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jesse. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Heidi, what an inspiration Jesse is, isn't he? I, I've just, uh, you know, he really is the hero. He's a total inspiration, and for some reason during this interview, he makes me smile. <laughs> because, like you said, I mean, he is, he is such an example of what we're looking for, Mom. He has totally transformed his life, and he has made no excuses, and he has not said, I'm an orphan at 16. My life is over. There's nothing I can do. There's no hope. He has gone on. He's he's gone. He's gone right through the pain and come out on the other side and, for, and now he's helping so many right, people and for all the parents out there who've seen their teens suffer uh, through a loss he is an inspiration that as you say Heidi what loss will define you but it won't destroy you so thanks a lot for listening today and God bless you've been listening to Open to Hope Radio hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.